0: Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Paul's letter to the, to the Gentile church meeting in Rome. I'm reading from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty. But associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. But take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, it's pretty rare uh, that a Baptist preacher would make the headlines of of a major newspaper, unless, of course, he or she is caught up in some kind of scandal. But the revered pastor in Charlotte, Carlisle Marnie, upon his death did make the front page with a headline that said, he knew how to bless people. Well, I don't remember when or where I ran across a copy of that newspaper article, but it jumped out at me it inspired me. It made me think, what would it take for somebody to begin a eulogy for me, for you, with the line, he or she knew how to bless people? Well, today's text invites us to stretch ourselves on just exactly how, willing, uh, how far we're willing to go. For 11 chapters now, Paul's been assuring this Gentile community living in Rome that salvation is for them. It's understandable. Jesus uh, was a Jew, and God is working through the Jewish people this work of salvation. Jesus is born into a Jewish home. Jesus goes to temple. Jesus keeps the traditions. This movement of God's love is happening within the Jewish tradition. So it makes sense it's completely understandable that a lot of people within and without and outside of the Jewish tradition are beginning to ask did did Jesus come just for the Jewish people or is God's redemption for all people? And so Paul has spent the first 11 chapters of Romans appealing assuring these gentiles in rome that the good news is indeed for them but unlike the transactional christianity that some people promote here in chapter 12 paul says that this christian identity also comes with a claim on you let me say more about what i mean by transactional christianity there are some pockets of the Christian church that put all the weight on being saved. Pray this prayer with me and you will avoid the fires of hell. Lost, say yes I believe that Jesus is the Christ, saved, mansion in heaven. So so for some the answer to the question are you a Christian is yes. I was baptized when I was 12. Transaction complete. Well, we talked about last week, and it is true that the most important question of all is who do you say that Jesus is? It's true that Jesus came to save and that our salvation begins when we humble ourselves enough to know that we need a Savior. And we invite Christ in to be the God of our life. All of that is true. But the Christian life is more than a transaction. It's deeper. It's much harder than, yeah, I took care of that thing back when I was 12. If we bear the name of Christ, then we had better act like it. And here, in our verses for today, Paul points out in a pretty good list of what acting, out, acting like it would look like. He kind of sounds like a fed-up mom, barking these expectations about our behavior. Pick up your room, turn off the TV, vacuum downstairs. In Paul's description of the transformed life, he has in this section of Scripture 23 separate imperatives packed into this one reading. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. And on and on. You are the ecclesia, the church. And a literal translation is you are the called out ones. You're set apart, different from the larger culture. You are an alternative community living by a new set of rules. Paul says, live like this. But but how many people do, do you actually know? I mean, how rare is it in our culture to find anybody who is really living to bless other people? Well, the Christian church has a remarkable opportunity right now. As the larger culture departs farther and farther from this list, the Christian witness might stand out in an even bolder way. Kind of like seeing men in hats or letters written by fountain pen. It's so distinctive now because most people aren't doing it. Case study. We're coming off of two national political conventions. We, we heard uh, speeches from our country's leaders and presumptive leaders. Did any of it sound like the list I just read? Let's listen again to some of this and, and put it in contrast to the national conversation we're having right now. Let love be genuine, love one another with mutual affection outdo one another in showing honor bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse them live in harmony with one another do not be haughty if it's possible so far as it depends on you live peaceably with all this is our list this is the christian list Paul says, all of you are invited to the party. Jews and Gentiles, everybody is invited to be a Christ follower. But if you are a Christ follower, then act like it. Christian discipleship is growing into this list. Christian maturity is marked by these behaviors. Did you notice that there is a progression to the list. It's not as random as mom barking out orders through the house. There is a movement here that gets more and more difficult. Very few people I know live in the top of this pyramid. But but see, as we go back through it, see if you can identify where you are And and in this growth continuum, where the work might be for you. you. You see, discipleship is like exercise. You can't complete a triathlon if you have not run a mile since high school. We get stronger and healthier by moving to the next level of our fitness goals. And Paul's list moves from the easiest to the hardest, inviting us to find a place in there where we might begin our work. Love one another. That's the starting place. Let's start by just loving those within our community of faith. Church is where we practice. We love and forgive and disagree and come back and love some more. Love one another. In fact, He encourages us to try to outdo one another in showing honor. Compete. See who can show the most kindness, the most zeal, the most generosity, the most service. Care for each other. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Until we have engaged in this spirit of outdoing one another in love, here in our church community, We might not be ready yet for Paul's next challenge. As I said, it gets a little tougher as he goes. The second challenge is this. Extend hospitality to strangers. The first step is to love one another. But as we practice and grow and live to bless each other, it builds our capacity to extend hospitality to those who are not us. Check out clerks with turbans and waitresses with nose rings and Democrats and Republicans and hedge fund managers and unwed mothers and corporate bigwigs and refugees and protesters and police. Hospitality is a whole lot harder, more muscular than it sounds. This isn't about holding the door open for people or saying thank you when you get your takeout order. It's it's about blessing. Do do you know anybody who actually works at being an agent of blessing in the lives of people he or she doesn't even know? Blessing, grace-giving to people who are not at all like you. When we see each other and see in the eyes of another the spark of the divine image, Glowing in everyone's soul, and we bow down before it. That's what it is to bless. And some disciples of Jesus have actually grown high enough into this goal. It's rare, but I've seen it, and I've seen it lived out among many of you. But let me warn you. The last challenge of Paul is not for beginners. (laughs) Uh, In fact, Paul spends more verses on this one than the first two put together. But this one is the realm of the noble. When we think of the noble class, we might think of princes and earls, titles that people are born into. But Paul lifts up a noble class that is the result of a focused, disciplined discipleship. Are you ready to hear what is the highest achievement of Christian grace as we live with each other? Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. Or if it is possible, as, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Well, okay, it's one, thing, it's one thing to love each other here in the church, to outdo each other in generosity and love with family and church members, but, but really? When Jesus was hanging on the cross... And writhing in agony, they had just driven spikes into the tops of his feet. A crown of thorns and blood ran down his face and got in his eyes. And he looked down at the soldiers who had just run spikes into his wrist. And then he looked up to heaven and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. It is the highest and hardest love. You remember last October when Amber Geiger was sentenced to 10 years for killing Botham Jean. In less than 10 days, the 12-member jury came back with a unanimous guilty verdict. And most of the family was actually shocked uh, that the sentence was so light. 10 years for murder, a small sentence it seemed. But the real shock came when the victim's 18-year-old brother said from the stand, I love you just like anyone else, and I'm not going to hope you rot and die, he told Geiger. I personally want the best for you. I wasn't going to say this in front of my family. I don't even want you to go to jail I want the best for you because I know that's exactly what Botham would want for you. Give your life to Christ. I think giving your life to Christ is the best thing Botham would want for you. The brother then turned and looked at the judge and said, Can can I give her a hug? And the dumbfounded judge honored his request. The 18-year-old brother of the murder victim stepped off the witness stand, met Gudger in front of the judge's bench, hugged her, and she held him and cried. It is the highest and hardest love. The, the, The headline, as I said, of the Charlotte Observer... He knew how to bless people. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love it if you grew so deeply into the Christian hope that that would be the headline for you as well? Well, if that's the case, wh- where to start? What's the next step? How, how to be a more active blessing? Maybe. Maybe. The first step is to be ha- uh, how to be a more active blessing inside the church, to think of new ways to bless one another in this Christian community. Or maybe the next step for you is to think about how to stretch yourself to embody grace to those who are different, how to grow in hospitality to strangers. Or are you far enough along to? reach for the top ring, the noble class, those who are committed to bless even the ones who hurt them, who seek to to live peaceably among all people. Well, as I said, discipleship is like exercise. So what one thing might you start this week it might lead you to grow stronger as an agent of god's blessing because right now in all of our brokenness the the world desperately needs a noble class of christians willing to love forgive bless this culture around us made in the image of christ Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Pontstallian Baptist Church.